all of me hente, your boy Sky, join here today with Ginny O. Hey. Okay, Jenny, tell them who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. My name is Jenny, and I'm the CEO of Wander. We're an award-winning product strategy and UX design firm. And what's really cool about our company is that everyone that works here works remotely. Um, so we service our clients in three primary ways, um, mostly around user experience. So it's uh, product development, uh, user onboarding, and uh, design system. So, so this would all be like more app-related, software-related? Yeah, it's software-related, okay. correct. Okay. Um, you just said all your employees work remotely, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. See, that's the cool thing. So the main thing about you is you like to work remotely. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, firstly, how do you find employees to do that? <laughs> um, it's really not that difficult. I mean, everybody wants to work from home. Although, actually, I take that back. There are some more people who prefer to go to an office. But for us, everything is done online. So we find our clients online. We find our people online. So everything is on digital. Okay. So, but if you work in remotely, you could end up with a situation where you are in China. I'm your client. I'm here in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a huge time difference. So that means you really have to be up to three o'clock in the morning working. Yeah. So it so so it's not as easy <laughs> as people think it is because they don't really think about the time difference. Uh, yeah, that's true. So when we first initially started, we were working around that time zone difference. So we had people out in Europe, we had people in Asia, but now we're a little bit more conscious about where we hire people. So even though it's still remote, um, we let everybody know like, hey, we're working Pacific time. So we want you to be online during these hours, although like they have the flexibility um, to not be online during nine to five Pacific time, just as long as that they're getting their work done. Okay. So... How did you come up with the idea to start this business? Tell us tell us the story, okay, from the beginning, because you have some interesting uh, okay. pieces yeah. I need you to fill in a couple of blanks on. So, sure. So let's go back to college. You're in college. What do you yeah. want to be? Um, so I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, I was one of those people who would just, like, make some crafts and then go to school and try to sell it. Damn, um, good. <laughs> so I was always, like, pretty artistic, pretty creative. And for me, I'm like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I never knew what kind of entrepreneur I wanted to be. Um, so... Right before college, I actually thought I was going to be a fashion designer. So uh-huh. um, I applied to art school. You good at drawing and designing? Yeah, I, I love anything creative. So I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. Uh, and then my parents were like, oh, no, you're not going to art school. You're going to a regular four-year university. You better get a business degree. And then you can study art with your own money. Um, so I ended up going to UNC Chapel Hill. Um, I went there to study business. And funny enough, they didn't let me in their business program. Right. <laughs> My grades were not high enough, and you, you had bad grades. <laughs> I had I had good grades. You know, I came in with all A's from high school, but in college, uh, my grades started to drop. And they're I wonder, like, wonder why we had grades are dropping. Were you were you partying? <laughs> I was partying a lot. You in a sorority? Like, I was in a sorority, like most typical college students in, in were the south. We drinking a lot. Oh yeah, four four <laughs> four days a week. <laughs> four days a week. So yeah. You had control. You had a schedule. You would just do four, three off. I mean, that's a good balance. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like typical college students. Uh-huh. At least in my opinion, that was typical. I don't know about what the audience would say. <laughs> okay, so that brings up a point. So you joined the sorority, and you wrote an article about the sorority. That, I, mm-hmm. that got you in trouble. Yes. Okay. Ex- explain this. <laughs> so I wrote many articles. Uh-huh. Um, so when I was in college, I had this blog. It was completely anonymous, and I was chronicling. Con- 
chronicling? Is that a yeah, word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chronicling. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was writing about my time in a sorority. Um, all the secrets. All the secrets. Oh, all shit. the things that were going down. Things that bothered me. Things that I thought were juicy that other people who might... Uh, yeah, other people who might relate to it or even not even relate to it just want to read about what's going on. So I started writing and um, I told a couple sisters like, hey, like when it got popular, I was like, hey, by the way, like I'm the writer, I'm the author, because I thought at that time, like I was kind of like bragging about it. It's Uh like so popular. But little did I know how much trouble I was going to get into by by sharing that little secret. So, um, you know, one thing led to another. And And so so (laughs) you got you got kicked out of the sorority. I got kicked out of my sorority. (laughs) How's How's that happen? Like was like. Um, it's kind of funny because I don't think I've ever really talked openly about it. So this is the first time. Uh-huh. Um, so I, yeah. I, All these interviews you did, no, no one asked this question? No one asked, so yeah. Hey, hey, you all <laughs> need to do a better job out there. Okay, I'm at the bottom and I'm asking better questions. Go on, sorry. I like sorry that you do your research. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I got kicked out and, uh, you know, I got threatened um, many times from the sorority legally um, that, you know, this could be slander, libel, um, there were a lot of people who read about it. They read that it was a story about them. They were really upset. So I got, you know, verbal threats, um, uh, physical threats as well, actually, as well. Um, Did you delete this eventually? Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> I had to immediately. I It was a really, really low, dark point in my life. And I say it with a smile now because it's just such a long time ago. But uh-huh. it, I think it's taken me a really long time to finally, like, get over it and um, be okay it, with it. it that happened in 2010. Okay, so yeah. almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Okay, now, yeah. here's the sweet part. Can you tell us something that was in this article that freaked them out so much? Uh, you know, I think it's just being part of a sorority. You have uh, so many secrets, and it's... Yeah, but what was one of these secrets? You already snitched, so you might as well <laughs> let us know, okay? <laughs> it's not so much the secret. It's just like, you know, it's like regular gossip, but they just keep it, like, so tight-knit. Like, oh, nobody else should know so, outside of this group. Okay, so would that's have been a situation them. like, like you know, Sarah had a boyfriend, Joe, but she was actually hooking up with yeah. Jack? Was yeah, it something like that? On, on that lines, too, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Sarah was pissed. But you didn't call her name, <laughs> or you called her name? Um, I did not call their names, no. Okay. No. I, I gave them, like, li- nicknames. So if, like, Sarah hooked up with a guy, it would be, like, the hookup girl or something like that. Uh-huh. But when you read the stories, like, people, like, once they know who that person is, is like who I'm referring to, it all kind of makes sense. Okay. So that's what pissed everybody off. What was the juiciest part though? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Just give us something juicy. Uh, Trust me, no one's watching us or listening to us. Okay? <laughs> there are 10 people watching this. The men the fair. Um I think honestly the juicy parts were all the hookup stories. Okay. Yeah. So they were hook so, so sorority girls. You so you were a bad girl sorority. <laughs> I think every every story is bad in some way. That's why they were pissed because I was letting out uh, the secret that they're not all good. <laughs> okay, so there was so much pressure you had to drop out of school. Yeah. Um. So I was going into my sophomore year, and immediately they're right off the bat. They're like, "You're out." So what hurt for for me was I had already moved into my sorority. Oh. I moved in. I paid my dues for the year. And they made me go through rush, which is the time of year where we're recruiting for new girls. Uh, it's really stressful. And um, then right after, they're like, okay, you need to pack up your bags and go. What? Why? Why'd you feel so comfortable telling these girls that it was you? Because, I, you know, there was a line of trust there. Like, 
again, I was I was like 18. I uh-huh. I thought that was something to brag about. Okay. Now looking back at it, I'm like, that is so stupid. <laughs> like there are better things in the world to brag about, you know. <laughs> so. So so you dropped out, and then what happened? I went home. I went home, and then to your your very parents who wanted you in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went home. I I called them that day, and. I remembered like not really being able to explain to them why, um, because there's such a generation and cultural gap between my parents and I. Um, your, your parents are from. Uh, well, I'm originally from Korea, and we oh. all immigrated. Okay, um, so you were born in Korea. Okay. I was born in Korea. Yep. Um, oh. And uh, and so I, I told my parents, I was just like, "Hi, I'm coming back home, and I'm not going back to school." Uh, it's funny because I'm like still like stuttering as I'm saying. No, I, I can tell. I can tell you're shaking a little bit. She's like a little nervous. Dad, please just chill. Yeah. It's in the past. She's successful now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I told them like, "Hey, I'm coming home," and they're like, "Yeah, okay," because they thought I, I meant like I'm coming home for the weekend. <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm gonna come home. I don't like school. I'm gonna figure out something else." And they're like. Uh okay, why? And I was like, I'll I'll explain when I'm home. So I packed up and I came home and uh for a couple of weeks I was just I was really depressed. I didn't uh-huh. I wasn't doing anything. I was just waking up, eating, just being on the internet, Facebook, and then going back to sleep again for yeah, a couple of weeks until I finally snapped out of it. And I was like, Okay, I wanna do something positive. I need to get back on the on the grind. What can I do? Um, well, I've got all these college books. Let me go on eBay and sell them. <laughs> so you sold, you sold your books? So I sold on eBay. And then I was like, oh, wow, that was really easy. That was really fast. What else can I sell? So I started going through my closet. And I, I tried to find like um, anything that had a designer name on it. And then put that up on eBay and sold that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So I was just for, yeah, for a few months, I was just selling on eBay. So you would buy stuff and sell it too? Yeah. So I, go, I would go to factory outlet malls. Uh-huh. Um, and the best one would be Coach, uh-huh. where they would have 75% final red ticket sale. I'd buy a whole bunch of that and then like mark it up 200, 300% and sell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's an entrepreneur, homeboy. <laughs> so that was pretty successful. Uh, it was for a college student, yeah, I guess so. Okay, but, but you don't feel like you could have even scaled out a little bit more to make to bring it even more? Uh, or you didn't no, want to? I didn't want to. And then what ended up happening was uh, my parents were very pushy. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being, being Korean, they're like, okay, you need a four-year degree. You're uh-huh. going back to school. And um, I, I thought about transferring to a different school, uh-huh. and um, I thought about you know staying home a little bit longer. And I and I said, you know, I actually can graduate really early. I don't need to do the full four years. And so I went back to school and uh, ended up graduating like the following year. It's same school. Same school. Yeah. So you still run into some of the girls. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> You have like a big bad boyfriend. You can date someone on the football team. Just be like, here, homeboy. You know, I ain't in love, but I need some protection. Uh, Let's do this. No, no, okay. I didn't have a boyfriend. Chapel Hill, for those of you know, it's like an eight to two ratio of like girls to guys. Really? Eight. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, but at least that's how it felt like. It's significantly more girls than guys. It's significantly more girls than guys. You know how many dudes just sign up just now? All, all, like, the, all the guys in San Francisco are flying over to North Carolina now. Yep, I'm going to Chapel Hill. <laughs> okay, I like the ratio. Okay. <laughs> so, so okay, so you you go back to school and you finish in in a year. 
Yeah, so um, I did like a semester and then I went out a semester abroad and then I came back. But essentially, I graduated when I was 20 years old. Okay, yeah. okay. And the parents are cool now. They're, oh, yeah, they're so cool now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that time, they were cool. Uh, at the time, they were cool. Yeah, they were still worried because I, I didn't share a lot with them. I just said, like, you know, I'm not feeling very great. Uh-huh. Um, but what I was really going through was um, was depression. And I didn't really explain to them what uh-huh. that really meant. They just thought I was sad and lonely. Um, Probably buy yeah. a dog and be like, hey, okay, happy yeah. now, back to school. <laughs> <laughs> so based on your experience, do you really need a degree? No. <laughs> No, not at all. And what's funny is I ended up going, I hate school so much, but I ended up going for my master's right after that, too. Yeah. And like, I don't regret it per se, but for what I'm doing now, I say like a little regret. No, it's not a regret because I loved my I loved my experience of my master's program. Like it was amazing. I got to travel a lot. What was your master's in? Um, it's called global entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, so I got to spend some time in China, in France, um, and in the Midwest. I loved everyone in the program. It's thirty students from literally around the world. There was only one other American guy. Everyone else was from places that I've never even heard of before. Uh, so it was a, an amazing, amazing experience. So I don't regret it, but. If I was, if I can be 18 again, I would tell myself, like, hey, here's, here's ten thousand dollars, and go do something with it, rather than go pursue education. Because a lot of dudes rack up debt that they will never even be able yeah. to pay. Oh yeah. You know, and then you, and some people study stuff that, you know, you're not gonna make money. Yeah. In this particular field. Like, I have friends who, like, study, like, social work and stuff like that, yeah. right? Yep. And, it, and it's cool because they're really trying to make society better. Yeah. And they take out loans, and I'm like, man, a social worker is not going to be able to pay back all this money you owe, especially to some of these, you know, very expensive schools. Yeah. And I've come across so many people who are just really unhappy with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to go back to school to learn more and be more in debt and come out and still be unhappy with what I'm doing, but I have to pay off the debt that I already have. And it just like makes no No sense. sense. It's just this vicious cycle. Like go pursue something that you're, that's actually gonna fulfill you and make you happy. But it's always, I guess it's always easier said than done. Yeah, well you do think the government should push more people I mean, what do you do, though, as a, as a parent? Do you push your kids towards college or not? Like, how, how do you handle that? Um, I think as a parent, you should push your kids to gain real-life experiences before going to school. You know, that time between high school and college, mm-hmm. I wish someone told me take a gap year. I didn't even know what a gap year was. And I got mine, like, during college. But, man, like, I think I would have just had such a, such a better time in university had I known exactly what I wanted to get out of it cool. by taking a gap year. So when did you decide to found this company, Wonder? Wonder, yeah. Right. Uh, complete accident, like most good things. Um, so going back into the timeline, so when I was doing my master's, I was working on my first tech startup. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a mobile app for financial like uh, receipts. This, this, was, this was your app or you, you This were, was my app, okay. yeah, so this was my app. Um, so during my studies, I was doing a lot of research and I was building out the prototype. Um, and after my, after my master's program, I actually moved to China because um, I had some, spent some time there during a semester. I was like, wow, there's a huge market for what I'm developing right, right now. I wanna go back and I wanna see if there's an opportunity for me there. So I spent some time to go fundraising, build a team, um, and just, you know, see where it goes. I was 21, didn't know anyone there, didn't 
no Chinese, and I was just like, I just want the next adventure. What city? I was in Shanghai. Okay. Yeah, I was in Shanghai. So much fun. Um, and everything just started to crumble. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, on, what do you mean everything started to crumble? Uh, I was there on a tourist visa. So first of all, my visa expired. So I was, How long were you in, in country before it expired? Uh, three months. Okay. Yeah, three months. And um, I couldn't raise money and I couldn't finish building the prototype. And I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing clearly. I need to learn some more. And I just said, all right, I'm done. I need to move on to the next thing. And I came out to L.A. not to move here, actually. I just came to visit. Uh, I came to visit a guy that I was dating who ended up being my ex-boyfriend. And I just never left. <laughs> <laughs> Is he, are you still friends? We're still friends, yeah. He's still a good mentor of mine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so so you, you were in China for three months. You moved back here. Yeah, I moved back here. And then, okay. Keep, keep. Uh, yeah, and then um, I was just bumming around. Um, I didn't have a job. I was just bumming around at his apartment. And I was like, man, this kind of sucks. I don't think I want a job because that's not what I want to do. I want to be an entrepreneur. But I don't know what, what kind of company I want to build out. I need money. I feel like a piece of shit right now for just not doing anything. I'm clearly not a good house girlfriend because the apartment is constantly messy <laughs> and like there's no food on the table. <laughs> so I wasn't good at that either. Um, so I remembered he was telling me that he was like hiring a bunch of um, like uh, engineers on this platform called Odesk. Uh -huh. uh, so I was like, huh, I wonder what that is. Uh, if you can hire an engineer, maybe you can hire a designer too, uh, since like that was kind of like the skill set that I was building up during school. Um, so I went online to odesk.com, which is now Upwork. And I was oh, like, it's now Upwork. It's now Upwork. So Odesk and Elance merged to create Upwork. Ex yeah. Explain what Upwork is just for people who haven't yeah. heard about that before listening so, to this. Upwork is awesome. So you can find people from like around the world who um, are just offering any kind of online services. So everything from voice acting, accounting, um, engineering, content writing, like anything that you can do online, yeah. you can find people from around the world. And all you influencers out there like who have a bunch of different pages and you need moderators and stuff like that, you could also go to Upwork. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Anyway, go on. So finish yeah. the story. Um, <clears throat> so I went on Odesk and I signed up for it. I was like, this is cool. Uh, let me see if I can get any kind of gig from it. And literally the first gig I ever got, the guy paid me like, I don't know, 10 or $15 to write three articles. And I was like, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take anything. And I did it. It took me like, two weeks to write the three articles, got paid $15, and I was like, all right, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> he, and he wrote this enormous, like, phenomenal review for me. So I was like, oh, that's amazing. I can now double my rate. And that's literally how Wander's early days was. I was like a freelancer who just kept doubling my rate every uh -huh. time I got a review. And uh, eventually, I, I, I stopped doing content writing and just fully migrated over to design. And thank goodness I did that. Um, and I was freelancing for about um, a year or so. And I was like, OK. I'm at a good place now where I can like maybe bring on another freelancer, especially since I felt like my designs were still not good for uh -huh. how much I, for how much I was charging. I was like, this could be better. So when you when you say that, you're talking like like web design here. Yeah, okay. like web design, app design, and so I was searching through Odesk to see who else was available that had really good design portfolio, but that was cheaper than me. So that I could do the markup again. <laughs> it's <And> almost <laughs> sound illegal. Go on. But it's not. <laughs> Welcome to the agency world. Uh -huh. <laughs> so 
So that's literally what I did. I, I found a guy, super talented. He was still a student in the Netherlands. Um, I hired him. Um, he was charging $25 an hour, and I was charging my clients $50 an hour. And that was kind of the like initial, um, I would say, the pathway to wander. Um, so... Yeah, and then we finally incorporated in June 2016, and then I brought in all the freelancers that I was working with full time. So, does he he still work for you? No, he he moved on. Um, we were still in contact. He's so smart that like he went the ended up uh, going to a startup where he had a lot of equity into. Okay, yeah. okay, dude, that that is that's a that's a super cool story. So so, and you just kept building on it, and so mm-hmm. wonder wonder's still going. Yeah, so still going. If I'm looking to build an app, then I come to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you do you, do you have any um how do you if you work remotely so much cuz I'm assuming you travel a lot. How do you stay focused cuz it's one cuz imagine being in Thailand right now at mm. some party but <laughs> I got <laughs> I have you know, you know an app that's supposed to be ready to go tomorrow. Yeah. Like how do you balance that though? Yeah, I mean with everything in life it's it's about balance, right? So you can also say like well in LA there's a lot of distractions like you can go out on weekends and party and and whatnot. But but when you're traveling, it's yeah. it's different because because when you're not home, it's yeah. kind of like I'm on vacation in a way. Right. You can't look at mm-hmm. it like that. Sure. And I think it's just the lifestyle and the mindset, because when I travel, it's not so much I'm on vacation mode. I'm still I'm actually still working every single day. So by having that mindset and like not having FOMO, like, oh, my gosh, I'm in Thailand. I'm only here for two days. I got to knock everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, I stay fo- I get, I'm able to stay focused because what ends up happening is I go somewhere and I'll stay there for two weeks versus two days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, you know, I'll spend uh, the morning times doing work and then maybe the afternoon do some sightseeing and then come back and finish my work in the evenings. You ever had to fire someone? Do I what? You ever had to fire somebody? Oh, yeah. It's hard. How do you oh, do it? It's so hard. Uh, I let my managers do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Donald Trump move. <laughs> Tweet it out. You are no longer working here. <laughs> That's the great thing about having um, having a number two with me. She gets to be the bad. Oh, so your number two is a woman who's ready uh, as, as well. Yeah, okay. she's amazing. She's so badass. Yeah. <laughs> but what what happens if you have to fire her? How would you handle that? Oh my god! I hope that day never comes. <laughs> You're asking all the tough questions. You know that. <laughs> no, but um, I, everything is about communication. So, like, one, why is there a reason that I have to fire someone? Right. So. I always have to document like when the slip ups are happening. So that way, when that time comes, they also understand like, hey, here are concrete examples of where I told you that you could improve and we still didn't see an improvement. And I think it's better that we part ways. Uh, so Cool, cool. Does the glass ceiling still exist? Or it's beginning to crack? In terms of? Just in general with women in, in, the, in, in the workplace. Uh, um, oh, firstly, okay, yeah. let's start here. A man intimidated by you. I don't know if they would use... Uh, yeah, okay, um, depends on the situation. I think in normal social settings, probably. Um, yeah, probably. In work settings, I don't know if it's intimidation or more misunderstanding. Because they see me, they're like, oh, like, there's a cute little Asian girl, like, like what does she know about technology, you know? I mean, she is Asian, dude. I mean, they know a lot, <laughs> okay? Yeah, so I think people see me, they 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 think I'm like, you know, they sometimes they think I'm an intern, like, seriously. So, um, 
You've had that. Hey, could I get some coffee? I'm waiting on the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Not recently, though, because I think I've built up so much self-confidence that Uh when I now walk into a meeting, like people know like, oh, yeah, that's the boss. So you walk in not smiling, looking like you're about to slap someone. What you all looking at again? (laughs) Yo. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that. But I think when I was initially starting, it was a lot of my own like self-doubt and having Uh imposter syndrome like oh man like I know my shit is good but I don't think I really believed in it to Uh really sell it and now it's like I have a whole team behind me like we're you know we're one of the best UX agencies in in the country I would say so like I have that confidence to like walk into a room and say like okay this is who I am like you know if I intimidate you sorry like I can be a little bit more friendly but uh take it or leave it but but in a dating situation, guys are definitely... In a dating situation, I think, yeah, they're a little bit more on the intimidated side. Yeah. Because, I mean, guys, we haven't been doing well lately, guys, you know? <laughs> Not many of us going to college anymore. Well, like, we, we had we, earlier we said college is necessary, so you have to give us... We ahead of the curve by not going. <laughs> but, you know... Then you meet a successful girl who making more money than you. That's, that's tough. Is that weird for you, dating a guy who you make more than? I don't think I don't think I've ever dated a guy who makes less than you less do. than I do. Yeah, could you do it though? I don't think so um, because I I've always liked guys that challenge me and um, that's an honest answer. Yeah, and that could teach me and and vice versa. Like I want to teach them, but in different ways and just be able to learn from each other. What if he really loves you and he's like a perfect house husband? <laughs> Uh, um, (laughs) oh, you're funny. (laughs) I, you know, I, (laughs) when you come home, the house is clean. Oh man, that sounds so nice. You have (laughs) food food ready to go cooked. He's a chef too, okay? Oof. And he has an accent. You know, Jenny, the dinner is ready. (laughs) I love you. You know? It is my oh favorite. Oh my god, I think I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Where's you, the AC? Turn yeah. the AC on, guys. How do, how do you handle that? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm literally red right now. I don't know if you can see through the camera. Oh my god. Um, whew. Well, first of all, I have a boyfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're single. So I mean, okay. I mean, if, is, this, is this kind of guy? I mean, would that. Mm, it's still tough because you you won that challenge. It's tough. Um, so there was a guy who I would say kind of fits that. He didn't have an accent, uh-huh. um, but I I'd say he kind of fits that where you can see that he's just so loving and like he uh. he like could be a really good house husband boyfriend whatever you want to call it. But I don't know. I guess for me, like I just I want like that anchor where like I'm like. Oh, like he's up here. Like I gotta step up my game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so. all right, all right. That's chat. nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, hate is gonna hate, but but I I, I kind of agree with that to an extent because I'm for me it's always weird. I mean, if a girl makes a lot of money and she wants to date a guy who doesn't make as much as her, that's that's fine. But it's always weird for me when I see a guy, you know, with a decent job, but he's dating like some celebrity, right? Who's making a mm. hundred times as much yeah. as him. And he's given a, a $3 million engagement ring that he had to borrow the money from her to pay for that he'll never necessarily be able to pay. You see, it's like... Yeah. like well, maybe he has a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I don't know if that worth $3 million, but okay, 
right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay. All right. So you you um you travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now somewhere I saw you took your first solo trip at sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solo where? Uh, to Mexico in Cozumel. By yourself? I, I was part of a program, but essentially I was by myself. Yeah. So, so explain explain that. Uh, so it's like a regular, like kind of like a study abroad program. So it's for all these students in Canada. What doesn't matter what school you go to, and uh-huh. they have programs where you can go to Mexico or France or wherever you wherever they have programs. Okay. So I got to spend a summer out there when I had just turned sixteen, and just forever changed my life. Were you living with a family or something? No, um, I was. Uh, so I think they had maybe 40 students from all over Canada and we were we took over an entire hotel and that was kind of like our classroom Dude, slash that's like a party. every day <laughs> every day just think about it I mean you're you're 16 you're in Mexico no parents uh you're pretty much partying every single night <laughs> so you speak three languages so that's what I saw somewhere. Kind of. You speak the, two. The third one's janky. <laughs> okay. So Korean, you should be fluent. Korean, I'm fluent. English. English. Uh, and French. And French. Yeah. Where'd you pick up French? Uh, Canada. I was... Uh, yeah, Montreal? It's, no, it's just mandatory that you take French up to grade nine. And then I took it uh, all the way up to university. And then I studied abroad in France so as well. So you lost it by not using it. I've just, I've just never been good at it. <laughs> so in... Okay. But as... I mean, you, you're you in business and you're working with tons of international clients mm-hmm. and people that live internationally. Yeah. If an American right now has to learn a second language, I guess it really depends on who you are. But just in general, what's the best second language to know right now? Would it be Chinese? Would it be Spanish? What is it? Mm, I think it just depends on what you're looking to do. I think China's going to, you know... Uh, they keep growing. They I keep noticed, uh, growing. That's a yeah. difficult freaking language. I've tried. Oh, yeah. That shit's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, a lot of Korean words are similar to Chinese, and even so, I can't... Yeah, yeah. it's really hard. Um, so I'd say between Chinese and Spanish, but I don't know. But I think this, it depends but, on what you really want to do. In, in, terms of, in terms of like software design and all that sort of stuff, it would probably be... Ooh. Chinese, hey. I mean, oh, no. if you want to do software design, I'd say go run, uh, go learn Russian. Good, yeah, yeah. There are so much, so many talented engineers out there in Eastern Europe. Um, and they, they, most of them, like I know a lot out of your Ukraine and Bulgaria and stuff like that. So Russian is kind of the common language that they speak. Yeah, I mean, Ukrainians have their own language, but they'll understand Russian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of our early uh, designers were from Russia and, uh, and Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. You've been, you've lived in five countries, my understanding. Yeah. Which five? Uh, so I was born in Korea. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually a Canadian citizen, so I was there for nine years. Really? You're a Canadian citizen? I'm a Canadian citizen, you yeah. You can't vote? Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I can't vote. Uh, I've been uh, here in the U.S., of course, uh, France and China. Okay. How long were you in France? Uh, about six months. Okay. Yeah. And China for a few months. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Now, in total, you've been to about... 40 countries? A little over 40 countries. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite? Ah, uh, such a hard question. I love I love all my travels. They're 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 all so different. Um Colombia has a special place in my heart. What happened in Colombia? <laughs> I could tell it was a dude there. No. 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 There was uh, no dude involved in that. There's no dude involved in that. Because usually you went, dude, I was in Colombia? <laughs> Man. Okay, when you hear something like that, that means that there was someone there. Okay, but go on. 
funny enough, I hear so many of my guy friends who are like, I went to Colombia, I'm never coming back. Why? I, I don't know. It's, about, it's a, There's something about the Colombian woman. But I never hear my Colombian female, or I never hear my female friends who go to Colombia be like, oh man, that Colombian dude, I, I'm going to stay. Like, it's always the guy side. You mean guys wanting to stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have like two separate friends who ended up like living in Colombia because uh, they, they just like met the love of their life. Two, two, male, two males, you mean? Yeah, two different males who went to Colombia, uh-huh. fell in love with uh, a woman there, and uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, because Colombia, I mean, I was in Medellin, and dude, they're beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah they also I'm, say that's like the plastic surgery capital of South America. Very true, very true, very true. You know, I mean, but Brazil have good doctors, Colombia have good doctors. I mean, who's real now? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I mean, we're also in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> it's a capital yeah. for plastic yeah, surgery, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, 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 are, some, there are some really beautiful women in Colombia. Yeah. So, so, um... But that's not why I was why I loved it. <laughs> why did you love it? Um, it was just the adventure. Uh, I was there for for like a, a couple months. I went all over the country, the beach, the mountains, the what was islands. Was your there's a an area the the coffee region. It's called Salento, uh-huh. and they've got the world's tallest palm trees, and it's just so beautiful. You've got like mountains, uh-huh. fog, and these like really 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 tall palm trees. They're kind of like double the size of what you see here in in California. Uh-huh. Um, even bigger because ours are tall. Yeah, even bigger than even, even taller than those. Even taller than those. Crap, guys, yeah. that's high because our, our palm trees are tall. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and the people are amazing. Uh, it's just a beautiful country. So Colombia's added one one of your tops. What else? It's one of my top. Um, Let's go top five. I mean, you could pick five countries. Okay. Uh, I I just recently went to Ecuador, so I was there for three weeks. Did you go to Galapagos? It was amazing. It's beautiful. It was amazing. It was so amazing. Is uh, Charles Darwin buried out there? I'm not sure where he's buried. No? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm actually didn't not float sure. him out. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'm just I, asking. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I was there with my boyfriend, and uh, we spent eight days on a live aboard ship. Yeah. So we're like zero reception. It took us, I don't know, two, three days to get to our first um, first stop in the Galapagos. So it, like we flew from LA to um, Guayaquil, Guayaquil to the Galapagos Island. And from there we took like an 18 hour boat ride. It was so long to get to the very first point. There were just hammer schools of hammer sharks everywhere. Uh, we all in the water at some points? Yeah, yeah, we were scuba diving for eight days. Oh shit, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, like deep scuba diving. Huge 40 feet whale sharks like everywhere. Um, I used to love turtles when I was scuba diving, and like because they were like just all over, I'm just kind of like, oh, like, oh, there's another turtle. Uh No big deal. That's how amazing the water and the glass were. Very clear, and you could see everything. Yeah, it was pretty clear. So cold though. (laughs) So so bring, 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 okay, going back to the whole remote travel thing. Yeah. You notice you just said how you like off the grid. Yeah. Okay. Because you're not going to have Wi-Fi and all that Mm-mm. shit out there. No. So how do you cope with that? You just have to plan around it. I have to plan around it. Uh, so I feel like each year I'm kind of like uh, stress testing my team to see how much longer I can go offline for. So the previous year I was I was in Machu Picchu and I was offline for four days. This year I was offline for eight days. Okay. So I feel like so sixteen is coming up. Sixteen is coming up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where you, where you going? I I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll Deep see. Deep on the Serengeti. She's hunting. <laughs> you know. Well, we'll just spin the globe and, and just pick a spot. <laughs> okay. So Galapagos. You had you had Colombia. Where else? Mm, 
I think China also has a special place in my heart. Okay. Uh, it's an interesting place, man. Like, I have like this like love hate relationship for it. Uh-huh. Like when I was there, there were so many times where I'm like, I fucking hate this place. Like it's so backwards. I don't understand this culture. And just there's just so many things about the Chinese culture that I could not relate to. Even like, being like, an Asian descent, like, like, I couldn't like, relate. Like, give me an example. The spitting. Yeah. What? What? What the fuck the, is up with the, the they spitting? Do that, they do it in the LA. Yes. You're fucking in, cute. in this building. In this, okay. So the part of LA living, guys, oh, we yeah. have we have a we have a, a lot of. <laughs> A lot of Asians in this in this part of LA, right? And so we have Chinese, a, a significant number of Chinese in this building. They don't all do it, so let me not paint it pin it on all Chinese. But I've seen them in the elevator, and and they spit a lot, you know. And that's why in Singapore, when when because Sing, when Singapore is developing, that's one of the reasons why the 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 leader that they had did not want people chewing gum because chewing gum encourages spitting. Yeah. And he wanted to wipe that out. You mm-hmm. see? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. What's, what's up with the spitting? So, from my understanding, and uh, someone please fact check me, the Chinese think that your spit in your mouth is considered dirty, so that's why they need to spit it out. But they don't really have regards for where they do it. So I've seen it. I've seen them do it on videos on the bus and everywhere. on the bus, subway, in the restaurants, anywhere indoors. Like it's just and in, I'm in not restaurants? inside restaurants, and I'm not saying it like trying to be racist or anything. Like this is like what actually happens in China. It's just culturally accepted. What the fuck? Yeah, it's very backwards. Well, this America, homeboy. Keep that in your mouth. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> what else would you say was unusual about Chinese culture? Um, I think, so they have this thing called keeping face where they tell you one thing and they'll, they'll, they'll kind of like, keep a happy smiley face and say yes to whatever you want without really understanding what you're trying to tell them or what you need because they don't want to come across as a like a negative person or or someone saying something against you I don't know I really don't know how to explain it but like if I say like hey um can you get this done by Friday they'll say yeah and then comes Friday, they haven't even started. Uh-huh. So I've I've kind of faced that a lot as well. Um, the no lines also annoyed me. What you mean? Like like line the, the concept of a line does not exist in China. Like standing in line to get something. Yeah, does not exist. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It does not exist. Uh, there were so many times where I thought it was a line, and I stood, and I'd just be there like looking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Yeah, no, no concept of a line. <laughs> okay, so we got Colombia, we got Ecuador, we got China. Wait, I, I think I have to say some good things about China. Go ahead, say something good about the Chinese. Because <laughs> I've only been saying shit, and it's on the on my favorite countries list. People are gonna okay. think I'm crazy. <laughs> okay, what, what was what was good about China? Um, to me, just the time in China, it's kind of like the wild, wild west where anything can happen. Uh, there are just so many opportunities, so many people that I met that um, the expat community there are really tight-knit. So if you needed something, they'll connect you to someone that you can talk to like right away. Um, so I love that, uh, and I miss that a lot, actually. So it was just more of the adventure of being in a completely, uh, being completely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. What do you think happens if China suddenly becomes the dominant country in the world. What, what do you think this world would look like? Do you think that could happen, firstly? At this rate, yeah. 
think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, but you see the problems with their government, with their style of government right now with the coronavirus, because their initial yeah. instinct is to hide, hide stuff mm-hmm. that you need to know. Yeah. So, tons of people all over the world can die as a result of that single action in China, right. and I have a feeling that the world, when this all blows over, because a lot of people can lose family members yeah. based on this disease, that that's not going to go over so easy. So I think it's two parted. Like one, it's it's cultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and China has kind of been secluded in that culture uh, for a very long time. But the second part, I think, is also generational because, like, they were secluded. They just keep ingraining this culture of, like, let's hide the information. Let's keep face. But I think as the, the younger generation is coming to power, I, I think slowly it's going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because the Chinese are traveling as well, and they're being exposed to, to all other these cultures. cultures. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, yeah. we have a lot of Chinese here. And I say not all of them do it, um, you know. They're becoming Americanized. That's right, Xi Jinping. <laughs> We're coming for you. Um, so you pick your three countries. China, what would be the fourth one now? Mm-mm-mm. My fourth one. Country that you absolutely loved. She's lost in thought. I am lost in thought. Because <laughs> there's like the country aspect of it, and then there's the experience aspect. Uh-huh. Um I'd say South South Africa was pretty awesome never, for the never, experience. Never been. I would. I mean, I've heard like mixed stuff because it's yeah. supposed to be pretty dangerous. Or oh, you didn't experience that. I didn't experience that, but we were also kind of in our bubble. So um, I had such an amazing experience in South Africa because uh, my girlfriends and I actually won a contest. So our entire trip was paid for. Um, so this was like right after grad school. We entered this contest. Um, it was a video contest about like what freedom means to you, and we made this like super cheeky, uh, cheesy like video, like oh, like this is freedom in my country. This is like it was really cute, uh-huh. and uh, we won the contest. And uh, they flew the. It was sponsored by South African Airways. They flew us out. We spent a whole week there, and you know we always had people with us, so it never really felt dangerous. Mm-hmm. Although when we were in Johannesburg, they're like, okay, yeah, you got, if you want to leave, please call one of us, and we'll we'll escort you. Cool, cool. Okay, one more on this list because we said I said pick five. <sighs> I, I'm thinking because I I feel like I'm gonna say something and then I go home and I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't say this one. Um, I like you swear a lot though. That's really cool. But go on. You're gonna beat me. <laughs> no, I ain't beeping you. We beeping shit. Go on. What do you got time for that? <laughs> uh oh, Utah. What Utah? Yeah. The home of Mitt Romney? That's 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 on your favorite list. Yeah. What's it there? A Mormon church? Would no. you like? What the, was it called? Big um the oh goodness they they have this huge um the church. No 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 they they have this. It was um it was protected this giant park area that was all the fuss about because Trump Trump um the president just recently opened it up where now I think you could do some drilling and stuff there. But there was this huge oh. protected area that had like a lot of, you know, ancient um, like Native American symbols and stuff in the caves and all that sort of stuff. Oh, that's cool. No, I didn't know about that. So where in Utah were you? Um, so I've done like a couple world trips now. So just going to like Zion, um, some of the state parks there, uh, Canyons Land. It's just so beautiful. Like there are parts of southern Utah where you just feel like you're in Mars. Uh-huh. So really, really cool. It's super cool. Okay. Now, <gasps> go on, go on, go on. You want to pick another country? Go on. <laughs> I forgot. One of my favorite. Uh, Indonesia. 
Oh, yeah, you like Indonesia? Yeah, I go back every year. When you say Indonesia, you mean Bali? <laughs> Bali, yeah. Okay, okay. I've been to a couple of the other islands, but I go to Bali every year, so yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I can't believe it. See, that's why I was just like, I was thinking because I was like, I'm, I'm going to forget. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure Morgan, I'm sure Morgan come to you, yeah. come to you when, when, you, when you leave here. Okay, so someone <laughs> listening to this, right? Listening to all these travel stories now, they want to travel and they're like, wait a minute, how can I travel like you? Because that shit sounds expensive. So let's see how, how what advice you would give them. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you live in L.A., sometimes it's actually cheaper to travel to these countries than to live here. Um, it is true. Yeah. So if you want to travel, I guess it, if you want to work remotely, that's kind of what you're alluding to, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just forget working remotely, just, just in general trying to travel cheaply or in the beginning, when you did not have as much money, how did you travel cheaply? Oh, well, when I was in student, um, when I was a student, couch surfing was pretty big. So couchsurfing.com, uh-huh. uh, where you're basically sleeping on people's, cou- like strangers' homes uh-huh. on their couches for free, um, just in exchange of, you know, a cultural exchange, or you uh-huh. can bring them a small gift. Um, so yeah, it's like a community where you just offer up your, your couch. Yeah, I've yeah. heard about that. Yeah. Is that still going on? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. What about um, hostels? Have you stayed in any hostels? I have. Um, not a lot of experiences with hostels. It's funny because I was I was okay with sleeping on strangers' couches, but I kind of like didn't really like the idea of going to hostels. You know what the problem is? What's his name? Eli Roth. The damn movie Hostel. Okay, you kill an entire industry, Eli Roth. Okay, with that bullshit movie. That's not how hostels. I stay in hostels. Don't try to come and kill me. Yes, I'm black. I realize maybe they hit the other rooms, but they did not mess with my room. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Aren't black people like the first to get killed? <laughs> yes. That, the fact I live means that nothing happened then. You're right. I probably would have been gone first. She watches the movies. You notice that Hollywood, how quick she was with that? Okay. Because that's right. We don't survive horror movies. <laughs> The black dude lives in a horror movie. That's a bad movie. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's also Airbnb. I love Airbnbs. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, and you can find some good cheap prices there. So, so why did you like hostels? I don't know. I always thought, like, they kind of felt kind of dirty. I don't know why. I mean, I've been to some, and I was like, oh, this is actually fun. And I, I eventually liked it. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just that initial idea of going to a hostel. I was just kind of like, I Rather not. It, it's it's because I mean that the, listen that movie Hostel. Even though I said that jokingly, yeah. like that really freaked a lot of people out in terms of they see hostels as being these like remote places somewhere yeah. out in the woods. Oh no, they have like the it, best locations. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they're in the center of the city, and when you go in, I mean, I you know I ain't doing this no more the hostel thing now, but. Like you, the the guys in hostel kind of become your family. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of them like stay in country a long time, so they know where everything mm-hmm. is. And so you go out They're as a the group. They're the best guides. Oh my They're god! The best so guides. you know the best things in in country mm-hmm. on day one. Mm-hmm. When your friends who go and stay in a hotel with their family, yeah. dude, they ain't seen the kind of shit yeah. you're seeing. So a hostel's cool for that. Yeah, and what's fun is like sometimes you'll go to a whole new city and then you'll run into them yes, as well. Yes, I, that's yes. happened to me before. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because I I did um like Bolivia and Peru on the same trip and you know they're they right next to each yeah. other and so 
Each country you run yeah. back in the uh-huh. same people at different hostels. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, hostels are great. Like I yeah, I love them now. Yeah. <laughs> she love them now. Just well, change your mind. Well, <laughs> I let me take that back. I didn't like them, and then I loved them, and then now I'm like, I think I'm too old for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there definitely is a point in life where you like, you know. You like the nice bed and the yeah, fluffy pillows. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want to have to wait on this dude to finish showering yeah. for you to go in the bathroom and all that yeah. shit, you know. But um, in terms of cheap travel, have you ever heard of an around-the-world ticket? Uh, no. What okay, is that? Okay, because I always encourage people who are trying to travel on a budget. So what it is is... um. Different companies sell them. Like most airlines have them, but you have to call because these aren't usually oh, listed. Okay. And so you would pay, like, let's say you buy a thousand dollar, like a fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar ticket, and you have a year to complete the, the journey, right? And so the cheapest version would be like, let's say, six stops. So if you leave LA, they would let you stop in New York. And then stop in London and then stop in, let's say, some other country. And each stop, you would then visit the surrounding areas on your own, mm-hmm. come back and then fly out to the next one. And then you have like a you have a one year time oh. to complete the trip. So it, it keeps it cheaper. Yeah. And it takes you to these different eight stops and then you would visit, you know, bus around or train around to the places around there, come back and then fly out. I've the, never heard of it before. That's cool. And the more stops you want, yeah. the more the price becomes. And then if you can fly into one place and fly out another, then that's an additional price, you know? Gotcha. Um, but yeah, you have a year of and so I always encourage people to do that too. So between hostels and around the world ticket, yeah. you could you could get around them pretty oh, interesting. Pretty cheaply. There's also a site called skyscanner.com. Mm-hmm. Where, I, yeah, I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, they're great. So if you, you know, if you're flexible with your um, destination and timeline, you can just say I'm in LA. I choose everywhere as my location, anytime, and they just show you where, mm-hmm. you know, whichever destination at whatever price point. So, um, yeah, I've gone to Europe on like $400 round trips before. Whoa. So. <laughs> That's sweet. Have you ever looked at Google Flights? Google Flights is also good, but um, I usually do Google Flights for domestic flights, and then anything international, I'll look at Skyscanner. So Skyscanner finds you cheaper deals than Google? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And they don't take, like, it's not like it's not like Kayak um, or Expedia. It's just like, they just show you the price points, and you book directly with the, with that, with with that, the airlines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that, that is cool. So of all the places you've been, tell me the craziest story. You have to have one oh. or two. You need to think. She's going back in time. I have two. This uh, one time in Timbuktu. Go ahead, finish it. Uh, <laughs> not in Timbuktu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, December 2013, I was uh, I was a student um, doing my master's, and I had a ticket. So this was when I was in France, and I was going from France to Dubai with a 24-hour layover in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So if you know what happened in December 2013, you'd know that that's when... That's when the war started? That's when the war started. Yeah, okay. Yeah. When, when Russia invaded Crimea. Uh-huh. That's okay. exactly when it was and that's, happening. And that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the... In the northern or eastern, northern part of Ukraine? Something, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway. So that shit was happening. Uh, a lot of protests were happening in the capital. I happened to be doing my layover in the capital. And instead of being smart and staying at the airport, I was like... You left! I was like, fuck it. Like, when else am I ever going to see a, a war protest? <laughs> so I, I left the airport. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, getting out of the airport was a challenge of its own because um, 
No one speaks English in that country, dude. <laughs> you by yourself? I was by myself. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was like twenty or twenty-one, <laughs> and because uh, I, I didn't want to stay at the airport. Like I, I actually tried to change my ticket. So I went to the t- ticket counter. I was like, "Can I get my ticket changed?" And they're like, "No. Like next flight is, th- is tomorrow." And I said, "Okay. Well, what about today's flight?" They're like, "Well, it's gonna be two thousand dollars." Ooh, I don't have that kind of money. And they're like, "Okay. Well, you can stay at the airport." So. Then I asked her, I was just like, okay, what about city center? She didn't understand what that meant. And I was like, city center, still don't understand. Bus, ah, downstairs, like go downstairs, taxi over there. Um, so I go to like where the transportation area is and all these taxi drivers are just swarming me to get you know my business. And uh, that scared the shit out of me. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going with any of these taxi drivers. I finally find this like bus line and it's weird. Like there's only one bus in the entire airport so I was like that's probably the right bus that's going to the city center I mean there's only one so I just go in and I'm on this bus for like basically what felt like two hours um and in my head I'm just thinking like oh my god dude you you took a two-hour bus ride yeah and I just thought like fuck this bus is going to Russia (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea it was just the only bus in the entire airport so So you have no idea how you're getting back no, I was just like, this probably goes to the city center. I don't know. I got 24 hours. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so I just get on the bus. Then um, they drop me off. Thank God I wasn't in Russia. But I still don't know where I, they dropped me off. So I'm just like, okay, uh, lots of trains here. So I, this one of the trains is probably going to take me to the city center. I go into this, I go into the station. I'm asking the ticket person. I'm asking, you know, the the. Body, the uh, the police officers like hey like how can I go to the city center they look at me like I'm stupid like they're like what do you want because they don't understand what I'm saying um and I was like oh shit like I'm in trouble now like no one's speaking English and I started asking strangers like hello can you help me no one's helping me it's middle of winter it's cold everyone's grumpy like it's just it was uh-huh. just yeah um and then eventually someone overheard me saying metro station or like city center. And he's just like, oh, city center. Like, come, like, come with me. And I got so excited because I thought this dude spoke English. So I was like, oh, my God, like, you have no idea. Like, I've been like, uh, I've been running around for an hour trying to ha- uh, find someone to help me. And he's like, city center. I was like, shit, he doesn't speak English. <laughs> um but then, like, he showed me where the metro station was. He gave me some tokens to, like, go to the city center. And at first, I was about to, like, leave and say thank you. And I was like, wait a minute. You. Me. City center. <laughs> like, go see. <laughs> and he understood what I meant. And he's just like, okay, like, I'll, I'll take you. And so um, he was pointing at his bag. Like, I guess he was just traveling. So he's like, okay, like, I'm going to go drop my bag off. Uh-huh. Um, like I go on the bus and so I was like okay so I guess I'm taking another bus ride with this dude I just met (laughs) for him to go drop off his bag dude this sketchy as fuck you know that right oh it gets worse (laughs) (laughs) go on Uh, the dumb shit that you do (laughs) when you're in your 20s Uh, so I go on this bus ride with him and it's like another hour and a half two hours long and by the way like just to give you a picture like these buses are from like the 1950s 1960s I can imagine I can imagine and there's like snow and there's like nothing outside like you look out the window and it's just nothing but snow um and we're with his friend too and um then the bus finally stops and he's like this is where where we're getting off 
there's nothing around. I'm like, oh, shit. My body's like leaving with him, but my mind is telling me I should stay. This is stupid. But I get off the bus anyways. And like in the near distance, I see like these warehouses and factories. And I'm just thinking like, oh, my God there's nowhere to run to like this is it the bus just left and like there's nothing but snow here like if I die like no one's gonna know that I was here (laughs) and I still stupidly follow him towards the warehouse (laughs) I'm just such a trusting person at the time and uh uh I mean uh, you know long story short uh he actually works there so he actually did drop off his bag and he's like okay let's 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 go um so then he yeah we went back on another bus we went to the city center um we got some food and it was funny because like um when i when i travel alone i don't drink um Uh well now i don't drink at all but when i was traveling alone i didn't drink and he just kept trying to get me to drink vodka and he was so confused why I kept saying no and he thought I was being rude he's just like drink drink vodka like (laughs) (laughs) um and then in the evening he took me to the city center to like see where the protest was happening which was like Uh really crazy like it's interesting because it kind of felt like what you would see in the news with like all the like political um like like violent protest mixed with like I don't know, like like Coachella or something. It was just like this weird mix of like a music festival and a protest uh, where you would have people throwing, uh, like putting putting garbage bins on fire and then there's just people playing music and on the stage and then there's like angry speeches happening. Um, there's Ukrainian flags everywhere. And it's so funny. I And I kid you not, there was this one dude like way up close to the stage that was holding a Canadian flag. And I so badly wanted to just like shove everyone out of the way to say hello to him, but I never got the chance. Um, <laughs> there's one more I have to add to this story, which was getting back to the airport was another journey. How, how, how far away from the airport were you? I don't know, two, three hours. <laughs> so, the airport, so, so the airport is that far away from Kiev? I think when I was going into the city, it was like rush hour time. Um, going because going back into the airport didn't take as long. It was okay. going going into the city, so going back to the airport, um, it's my flight is at like ten a.m. or something, and so my thought process was I'm gonna go to the airport and sleep and then wake up for my flight. And this guy um, kept saying like like come like sleep at my place, and it's. I'm weird. I don't know why I would couch surf at certain people's <laughs> places, like strangers' places. I guess it's because they have reviews. But then I refuse to go back to this guy's place to sleep on his couch, even uh-huh. though he offered. So I'm like, no, I'm going to the airport. Um, and again, keep in mind, he doesn't speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling him, like, airport, airport, sleep. And... Um, and he just kind of kept arguing with me. He was getting upset, like, come back, like, it's late. And... Um, and we get on a uh, another train ride. So, uh, yeah, we're on a train ride. And, like, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, is he taking me to the airport or is he taking me back to his place? I have no idea. And then we get out of the train ride. And, again, we're in the middle of nowhere. Just snow. It's dark. It's, like, I don't know, 1 or 2 in the morning. And I just see this, like, 16-lane highway. Uh, that's all I see. It's, like, highway, snow. And he's, like, we're going to the other side of the highway. <laughs> To walk across it? <laughs> Were there cars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because 
that's where the bus station was to go to the airport. So we had to cross the uh, the, the highway. highway. I mean, luckily, it's like really late at night, so there weren't too many cars. But mm-hmm. yeah, we had to cross the highway. Then we're waiting for the, uh, the airport bus to come. We wait 45 minutes, hour and a half. The bus is still not coming. So we're like, oh, shit. Time to hitchhike. <laughs> and do a hitchhike. So we hitchhiked to the airport. So he he came into the car with me. We went all the way to the airport together, and then then we said goodbye. And um, yeah, dude, that dude was a real hero. Yeah, that's the greatest ever. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> did, did you did you add him on Facebook or something? No, he didn't have Facebook. So you have no way of ever. I've, I have no way of ever contacting him. Unfortunately, yeah. And you have no idea what his name is. No. <laughs> No, I and I know he wrote like he wrote me a little note uh, of like um, I think he wrote me like his address, but I don't know where I, I kept it. I feel bad, but I think I lost it. Yeah. So he was my he was my Ukrainian hero. <laughs> so so one of the things you just one of one of the things um people listening to this. So you woman traveling alone, what's that like? Um. So my my rule of thumb: don't drink when you're traveling by yourself, because um, you just never know what kind of situation you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things I did were stupid. Where I look back, I'm like, man, like I don't know how I survived those. Um, just be smart. Um, and I'm saying that from my own experience. There are so <laughs> many stupid things that I did, but um, yeah. So you don't drink at all now? I don't drink at all now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They I, completely quit. Completely quit for the last year and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's just been this like new um, personal development journey that I've been kind of like embarked uh, uh-huh. is how, how I would say it. So to give you a summary, so last August, so August 2018, I decided, fuck it, I'm moving out of L.A. Uh-huh. Like I, I had enough. I had enough. And it wasn't even L.A. It was just like where I was in my life. I felt like... I felt like I had, you know, from an outsider's perspective, like everything going on for my in my life. I had a good relationship. Um, I had a successful business. I'm traveling around the world, and yet I was really unhappy. Like I was so unhappy, and it was kind of weird because I was just like, everything is, everything is going really well, and this is the best that, the situationally, the best that I've ever had it. But why am I so unhappy? So I started um, just organically. It wasn't even like I woke up one day, I was like, I'm going to change my life. It was just kind of like, you know, I should start doing things to figure out why I'm not happy. So I broke up with my my ex-boyfriend who I've you know known since I was in college. Um, and the next thing was taking more responsibilities off my shoulders and like really empowering my leadership team at, at Wander to, to step up. Um, and the third was moving out of LA. Um, so I had a two bedroom apartment and just downgraded to two suitcases. I just threw everything out, like everything. Like the rule of thumb was if it didn't fit in my car, it was gone. And it was really refreshing. And, and I and then I decided to just be fully nomadic for a whole year and plus some. Yeah. And part of that journey, I was just like, you know, drinking never really added a lot of value in my life. Like I partied a lot. So I have already gone through that phase of my life and I hate hangovers. And the other thing was I hated waking up on Sunday mornings. Well, not Sunday mornings. I hated waking up on Sunday afternoons and feeling like shit and feeling like I wasted a whole day like yeah. trying to recover. And I'm like, oh, man, Monday's rolling around. And I just didn't like that feeling. So I was like, why? I already enjoy socializing and going out without having a drink. So it's funny because when I go out now, like I stay out longer than I used to when I was drinking because drinking would just kind of put me to sleep. 
<laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. So I feel like I got my I feel like I got my Sundays back. Yeah. Let me ask you this question about okay, so during this presidential cycle, I, w- I was a huge Andrew Yang fan. I don't know if you know yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Of course. So I'm a huge Yang Yang fan, you know? Part of the Yang gang. <laughs> and one of the things I realized with, with, with Asians is that um when people people always go like so so where are you from? And then the answer Where are you might, really from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer <laughs> be like, I'm from Texas. No, no, no. Where where are you really from? <laughs> Is that racist in a way to you, or not really? Uh, <laughs> because what they really mean is, oh, are you Chinese? Are you Vietnamese? Are you? You should just ask that, though. Like, you know, what's your, what are you culturally back? Uh, what is your cultural background? Versus, I think why Asians, or at least from for me, like why I don't receive it too positively is because you're making an assumption that I'm not from America. Uh-huh. Well, even though I am, I'm not from America. But, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you're just assuming that you look at me and you're like, "Oh, like you're you're a foreigner." Yeah. But 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 do you get that in Canada too though? Yeah. Yeah. But 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 what but even if, so if, even if you get it in Canada, it really means like people are really curious to know where you're, you know, where you're yeah. really from. Yeah. But why? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out like it was so unusual cuz I never really like in terms of following Yang, yeah. we, you know, I encountered a lot more Asians and became a little bit more familiar with culture. And I and that was one of the things that we all noticed is that with Asians, people always go, "Where are you from?" No, 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 not that. Where are you really from? Yeah, kind of if yeah, but you're not from here. You really and I mean, it could be Asians who were born here. Their parents mm-hmm. were born here. Their parents' mm-hmm. parents were born here, going back to the 1800s. Yeah. Like they could so be like, more American than you. Yeah, are. yeah. Like where are you from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just it's just weird. Speaking of which, though, a lot of Asians did not support Yang. I didn't get that. I can't vote, so well, I no know say. you can't vote, but you're friends with them. I was just trying to figure out, like, <laughs> I, I try to stay out of politics. Okay, that's all just, I'll say. It was, just, it was just a you know unusual to see that because uh, that that was a real beef in Asian community. Like, because yeah. his Asian followers, like, what are y'all doing? We got one of our own. Yeah, but hey, I mean, just because you and the person are the same. I guess race does not mean that you have to support them. So what's next for you? What's the next big thing for Wonder? Hmm. A lot of good things happening this year. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why I decided to come back to L.A. as well. Um, so I, I moved back here in L.A. in November. Uh-huh. Um, so from August 2018 to November 2019, I was out. Uh, I'm, I'm just back to, to focus, basically. Like I felt like... I needed that time to detox all the negativity out of my life, detox everything that wasn't making me happy and like and regain experiences that was adding value. And now I'm like, okay, I have all that on my personal life side. I want to focus on the the work side. So I'm here to grow out my team. Um, We're still expanding remotely, but we're trying to hire more in California. Um, So, yeah, just expansion. Okay. so jobs, jobs like this, I mean. With these remote jobs, obviously, I guess you need to have some kind of education background. Like, th- this is not something that the remote jobs are not something like, like, let's say, the typical college dropout can do, right? That's not true. No? You're making assumptions. Well, no, that's what I'm asking you. Yeah. an assumption. I'm asking a question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, at Wander, we have people who have never gone to college, all the way to people who have two masters. So... We're quite diverse in that. It doesn't matter like what kind of educational background you have, or even like what 
historically what work experiences that you have. It's just if as long as you're the right fit for the job that we need done, mm-hmm. then it really doesn't matter where you're coming from. And I think that's part of my own personality because I have such a wide variety of experiences that I, I really don't think it matters where someone comes from or what they've done in the past. It just really matters like who you are like now in the moment mm-hmm. and like who you're aspiring to be and what you're aspiring to do. What country have what country are you looking forward to visit that you haven't been to yet? I really want to go to Antarctica. Okay. <laughs> uh, Antarctica and um, uh, and Iran when it's not in turmoils like this right now. <laughs> yeah, they just had two coronavirus cases drop yesterday, so yeah. it's, it's there now. And besides that, I mean, they have other issues even prior to that. Yeah, yeah. So that one, that one, I have to be on the back burner for yeah. for for a while. Yeah, it's so funny because I was out in the Middle East um, earlier this year, and uh, I had, um, I was in Dubai, and I was supposed to go to Doha because uh, we work with the U.S. Air Force. Um, okay. So I was gonna go out to the Doha base out there uh, to do some workshops with the airmen and literally like seven hours before my flight uh my 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 contact calls me at one in the morning they're like jenny i don't know if you're seeing the news right now but you cannot come to qatar like go home or like you know stay in dubai but you can't come here oh this is when iran was threatening to bomb qatar yeah yeah january 8th yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, this is after this was right after soleimani was killed then after it, it was the, immediately after yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the Iranian yeah. general mm-hmm. uh huh um so yeah like that day I, I had to like fly back to LA and it's crazy because I just caught up with my contact and he was just saying like it's a good thing you didn't come because you would have if you had come to Doha first of all we would not have been able to host you and then secondly like you would have been stuck there because the air traffic was was closed for a few like few days or, or a week or so shit yeah shit that yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> So another one of my my travel stories. <laughs> so so you will have you have you gone since since everything calmed down now? No, I haven't. No, um, I'm I'm still in contact uh, to to see if I can go back there. So right now with this coronavirus, you have to re I guess you have to slow down your travels, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where are you gonna where are you gonna where are you gonna set up shop right now? Uh, right now I'm here in LA. So LA and San Francisco. I'm actually gonna be flying out as soon as this interview's done. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna be here for for a while until this until this cools down. You're not going to Asia right now, I'm assuming. I'm not going to Asia. Like when's your next trip to Asia? Mm, oh, you don't have anything on. You I don't think? have anything planned. Okay, yeah, cool, usually cool. I I'll go to Korea to see my family. Uh, but I don't have so anything. Your parents are there. No, my parents are in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, but my sister and everybody else is in Korea. Okay. Yeah. Because they they have Korea's turning into a little hotbed for coronavirus too. I know. Yeah. So um, I don't think I'm going to Asia anytime soon. Um, I am going to Italy though in in uh, April. Boy, you wouldn't want to hear this. <laughs> Because they they had a little outbreak in Italy as well. They have like ten towns shut down. Oof. Uh, but anyway, okay, let's look at the positive. Okay, this will pass. You know, summer's yeah. coming hey, as it more, heats more up. More people died of the common flu than the coronavirus. So yeah. think about that. Yeah, they always tell you that shit. Hey, you don't need to be scared. More yeah. people have died of the common flu. Yeah, but that shit ain't on the news. This is <laughs> okay, and this written fast. Yeah. <laughs> so it so so. 
We wish you continued success with Thank Wonder. You. And you have that real true entrepreneurial spirit. And it's good to see you out there busting ass as as <laughs> as a woman. And hopefully you could be um, you know, president of of, of Canada pretty soon. You know? <laughs> Prime Minister. Yeah, oh sorry, yes. A Prime Minister <laughs> of Canada. Pretty soon. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what, what city? What city was? Is, I was in Toronto. Okay, in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. But I haven't gone back to Toronto since 2008, 10, 2008. Yeah, it was the last time I was in Toronto. <laughs> was that the last time you were in Canada, though? Uh, no, I went to Vancouver like three years ago. Yeah. Okay, so you're not really Canadian because you don't even go. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have a reason to. I don't have family there. Yeah. Okay. When you can become an American. <laughs> I don't know. I'm debating because my green card's going to expire this year. So. Would you want to? I guess. It's just not priority for me because the only difference between the green card um, and the citizenship for me right now is, uh, one, the, the security, the voting, and jury duty, which I'm kind of like, uh-huh. I don't want to do jury duty. I don't really think I'm informed enough to vote. And what do you mean you're not informed enough to vote? What you need to know? I, you know, I, I, I want to make smart decisions, so I don't like to get... That's why I said earlier, like, I don't get involved in politics because I'm not informed enough to, to you You're know, have my opinion You're and express my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I shouldn't say it like that. Yeah. Maybe, like, on a local level, but California presidential campaign, yeah. we already know who's going to win. Alabama, we already know who's going to win. It's only a handful of states that really decide who the president yeah. is, you know? Yeah. And unless you live in one of them, then I mean, you can take the day off. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm not encouraging you guys not to vote. Please do vote, even though your shit's not going to count, depending on where, where you live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, guys, that is Jenny. Oh, tell them where they could find you. Uh, social media, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm sort of active on it. Uh, it's Jenny, J-I-N-N-Y-O-H-H. Yeah, I, 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 just, I stalked you on Insta. I saw some of your pictures, <laughs> you know, little travel pictures, wanderlust, you know, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, anyway, all right, guys, check out. So adios, mi gente, nos vemos. Thank you again, Jenny. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Dude, that was so fun. <laughs> nice.